0: We do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast.
1: This is Lydia, the lifestyle coach, and I am so excited for our chat today with an amazing, amazing woman. She not only has an amazing story, but she's just so much fun. (laughs) It has been an amazing journey, and she has some amazing things to share with you guys today. So for those of you who are new, hi, welcome. So glad that you're here. Uh, What I do is I help people to get free from food crazies. If there is a way that food and your relationship with food is disrupting your life, like you can just end that. Like you can just get better. You can just move on and be a normal eater and have peace with food. So binge eating, bulimia, overeating, compulsive eating, all that stuff doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you're in a habit and we just break the habit and this is where we show you how and then you're good. And I was a bulimic and a binge eater for years. I'm now completely free. And so this is what we do now. And this is an, another amazing woman that we get to talk to today. So, so excited to welcome onto the show, Kelly. Yay! <laughs> welcome. I was so happy that you are here and willing to share your story and enthusiastic about sharing your story. Like I love your passion and I mean, amazing things have happened for you, but before we get to that, I just want us to be able to get to know you a little bit. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about what was sort of your struggle, like what led you to where you were at and tell us a little bit about how your story and how all this got started.
2: Well, it's a story that goes back about 29 years when I uh, was getting a divorce and I started using food as comfort, and became a binge eater, and it, you know, took me a while to get over the emotional part of that, and then that was just a bad habit that I could not break, no matter how hard I tried, and so for the next 29 years, I suffered from it, and I would diet, gain the weight back, diet, gain the weight back and i was just resolved that i was a sugar addict and that i was going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life and be miserable and that was that and yeah so
1: and so when you're talking about um you know feeling like okay like this is just going to be the rest of my life you said you, you know, you were binge eating and then it was a bad habit. Like, how did you see it back then? Did you see it as a habit? Did you see it as something that just sort of developed or did you feel like you'd always been a sugar addict? Like, what was sort of your identity back when this all started?
2: I think I always had somewhat of a problem with sugar, um, because I was raised in a family with seven children and that the, um, the rare times when we had sugar in the house, it was like, you got to grab it as fast as you can, or you're not going to get any. So I always had a little bit of a problem with it. Um, But yeah, I just was convinced that I was going to have to live with it for the rest of my life because I could not break the cycle. Yeah.
1: And so that feeling of like, okay, like this is forever. Like first, how was this impacting your life? And two, just the idea of, like, this is who you are, and you'll just live with it forever. Like, when did that sort of break down, when you thought that maybe there was something that could could be done?
2: Well, first of all, it was horrible. I mean, I consider myself to be a reasonably intelligent person, and I have success in other areas of my life, and this was the one thing that I could not overcome. And over time, it made me... Become more and more of a hermit. I definitely isolated myself socially, and um, financially it was killing me because I was spending a lot of money on binge food and pulling up in my in my house alone. <laughs> and it was easy for me to do it in secret because I do live alone. So, and no one, and I didn't tell anybody. It was it was my dirty little secret that I was so ashamed of.
1: Yeah, so it sounds, I mean, those feelings of shame and then sort of being on your own, did you find those things just sort of like like escalated? Like, okay, the shame and then alone and then more shame and then more eating and it
2: was just kind of a spiral? Oh, absolutely, it's just, a, it's, it's a downward spiral that just kept <laughs> getting worse and worse and worse. And it really escalated though when, I think it was 2011, I found a diet program that worked for me, and I did lose 120 pounds in about a year, and I was so happy, and I was like, oh, I finally found the answer. I'll never have to go on another diet, and then over the next five years, um, the binge eating kicked back in double time, and I gained all the weight back, so I knew, okay, that wasn't the answer <laughs> that I was looking for. And then I got even more desperate and more isolated because I felt so ashamed that I put all the weight back on. So, yeah. And
1: I know that that's a common cycle. And I think a great thing to, for us to bring awareness to is, like you said, you found something that worked for you, like worked to lose weight.
0: temporarily,
1: Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's a real common thing to see you know, these things sort of come back with a vengeance after, after we have lost weight or we, you know, have done a diet, that sort of thing. So it sounds like that just like made things more and more. Tell us specifically some ways, just how the binge eating was impacting you. You asked a little, you you said like financially, like how much would you say Kelly that you were spending like on a binge or in a week on, you know, binge food or other things that this was, um, you know, costing you?
2: On a good week when I only binged once, maybe $15. If I binged three times fifty, sixty dollars a week, seventy-five if I like got food at a restaurant or something. It was a lot.
1: Yeah. So even just kind of averaging that out, I mean, you know, an extra two thousand dollars a year on just the binge food. Um, how, how else was this impacting you? Like, what was it like for you emotionally?
2: Oh, it was horrible. I was depressed all the time. And, um, you know, I I call it functionally depressed. Like I could go to work and be fine at work. And then as soon as I got off work, all I wanted to do was go home and be alone and not have anybody talk to me, (laughs) you know? And yeah, it it was horrible.
1: And being isolated like that, like did that feel like what you wanted to do? did that feel like the real you, or did you feel like it was it was just the food and this habit that was keeping you isolated and you would have rather done other things
2: well, over time, it became the norm to me, so it did feel normal after a while um, until I lost that weight, and my one of my sisters made a comment to me that. Oh, we got Kelly back because I was acting like myself again because I'm actually a very social person, but I just shut that part of me down. So it
1: sounds like it just kind of became the norm, like your new identity that wasn't congruent at all with who you really are, but it's, it's morphed over time because of this. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, you know, if people were saying, like, oh, we got Kelly back, it sounds like this was like, this was losing Kelly, right? Like this habit was something that was sort of taking the real you away.
2: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. Tell us how else this was impacting you, just sort of your day-to-day. Like what were you not able to do or why was this sort of making your life miserable?
2: Oh, it was horrible. Um, I, it was having a hard time concentrating at work because like my biggest binge food that was and always has been ice cream or anything with sugar in it. And if like, say at lunchtime, if the word ice cream popped into my head, I obsessed about it all afternoon and I couldn't concentrate on my work and I just was agitated and I couldn't wait to leave <laughs> so that I could stop somewhere and buy some ice cream on the way home. And it was, it just took up food thoughts, took up a lot of my um, headspace.
1: So if, if ice cream was mentioned, like what percentage of your mental energy, Kelly, would you say after that went toward like those food thoughts and that obsession? 80, 90% on a bad day. Yeah. That's a lot. And I know you are an amazing woman who does a lot of stuff. So functioning on 10% of your mental energy. Good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Any other way that's just sort of sticking out to you about how this would impact your day-to-day?
2: Well, it made me less active, um, period. Like um, I was less likely to go out and exercise because I just didn't feel comfortable being outside doing it. So, um, and you know, you get winded very quickly. So, didn't want to do it in a group because then I stood out. (laughs) So um, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as this was going on for decades, (laughs) so, so many years, um, what, what prompted you that this was time? Like how, how did you know that it was time to change?
2: Well, after I gained the weight back, Um, As I said, the binging kicked into overdrive, and I saw something on the internet, probably about two years ago, about BED, binge eating disorder. I didn't recognize until I saw that, that I had a disorder. I just thought I was a sugar addict, and uh, addictions are very hard to kick, so I kind of felt doomed. But now... I had a diagnosis. I knew I wasn't bulimic because I didn't purge. I knew I wasn't anorexic. <laughs> and, um, but now I had something that I could cling to. And I told my sister about seeing this, and she turned me on to your videos. And I watched a few of them, and you had mentioned the book Brain Over Binge. So I read it. And it really resonated with me because I knew that I did not have some deep psychological issues around food, that it was a habit with me and that I needed to learn how to break it. So I used the concepts for about six weeks, very successfully. I was like bragging to everybody. I found the answer. And then I got overconfident and I said, well, I'm going to use these concepts to diet, help me diet better. Yeah. And, and again everything kicked into overdrive for me the binging and um that was about a year and a half ago and in that time i got to the point where i gained back like 90 percent of the weight that i had lost in 2011 and i'm like i have got to ask for help i cannot do this on my own and that's when i signed up for your breakthrough session and Thank God I said yes.
1: <laughs> Yay! <so> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: awesome.
1: What was it that made you want to get coaching? Like, what was it that, that was sort of the difference for you? Why not just to kind of go it on your own and, like, use these principles?
0: Um,
2: I am very averse to asking for help. It took everything I had to ask for help and at the time i actually did not consider myself very coachable and um i don't know lydia i just knew that this was it it was either say get some help or live with this for the rest of my life and i did not want to live like that for one more day beautiful
1: and you didn't I didn't. It's so fun that we've gotten to partner together. Um, I know that you talked a little bit about how you know around the time where you were deciding to you know book a book a free session and you know get some help with that and ask for help. um, You had seen a webinar that I had done. Yes. You know some some different elements of how to overcome binge eating. So tell us a little bit about your experience. You were telling me about you know going through and like learning those different you know shifts that we need to make to end our binge eating.
2: Um, yeah, I watched your five elements video, and um, one of the concepts was you have to embrace the fact that you can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, in whatever quantity you want, and that was a mental shift that. Um, made a huge difference for me and also one of the others was was stop making promises but I knew that that wasn't enough for me I needed a coach and I knew that you were an awesome coach (laughs) and because I read all of the comments everybody had made and so I'm like I have to have a coach to help me through this I can't do it on my own I tried Many, many times (laughs) and I'm so
1: proud of you for taking that next step because like you said Kelly like You have not reached out for help before like it's hard for you to reach out for help So, you know a lot of times that's one of the very first Declarations that we make in our lives that we're done with this habit is we get outside of our comfort zone Like that first thing of like, you know what I never ask for help. I do things on my own but I want to end this in my life more than I want to keep being somebody who never asked for help right that's
2: exactly right
1: <laughs> and that's not always an easy thing to do and I'm really proud of you for you know making making that choice the choice for you the choice that you weren't okay with one more day of this right
2: and you know it was a hard choice at the time but now it just seems like what are you waiting for <laughs> And and that's so beautiful. I'm excited,
1: you know, to be able to uh, talk with you about that. So what's different for you now, Kelly? Like, how is your life? How is your relationship for food with food different today? After experiencing this transformation?
2: Well, just everything. (laughs) That's all. Okay, awesome. (laughs) tuning in, guys. The end. (laughs) How long do you have, Lydia? (laughs) My relationship with food is 180 degrees from where it was. I now consider myself to be a normal eater. And I know that means different things to different people. But I enjoy going out to eat with friends and family and ordering what I want at the time and not what I think I should eat in front of other people. I... Um don't deprive myself of anything that I want, and I make better choices, actually, around food than I used to, and I let's never... Like, let's put an exclamation on that for a minute, because yeah. that's the
1: number one fear that comes up for people. Well, I can't just let myself have whatever I want, or I'd go crazy, and I would just binge all the time.
2: Is no it doesn't work that way <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly and so i just want you know to like make that clear like what kelly is saying like she has whatever she wants she doesn't feel guilt around it she enjoys the company and she eats way better than she used to like That's the point of like, this is not so you just stop feeling bad about your binge eating. This is so you can end your binge eating or one piece of it. So I just wanted to make that totally clear. All right, beautiful.
2: Like, what else? Right. Um, Well, I spend less money on food because I'm not buying a bunch of food to binge on. So that's a good thing. Um, What else? I never find myself not once since day one of this program have I ever said, Oh my God, I ate too much. I'm going to have to eat less tomorrow. Or, Oh, I ate, you know, a second serving of this. So I guess I might as well eat whatever I want all weekend so I can start a diet again on Monday, (laughs) which was my life for the last 30 years. And I it's I have such freedom around food now that it's it's almost mind-boggling, but on the other hand, it's just so normal. Yeah, so.
1: isn't that isn't that a cool sort of like dichotomy of like yeah. Yeah, it's all just like it's not a big deal. It's so normal, <laughs> but it's like this huge transformation, you know. But it's like it's sort of just getting back to normal eating, not, In- not being a normal eater, but like oh, you're getting back to it.
2: And the weird thing is that even though I'm still nowhere near a weight that I would like to be at, I'm so much more comfortable in my own skin than I was two months ago. Which
1: is such a cool thing to bring up. Like a lot of times we don't realize how we feel in our own skin is 90% in our
2: brains
1: it's all <laughs> psychological and I mean how many years I mean maybe 30 years Kelly you know it's like a lot of us spend well as soon as I get to you know the weight or the body that I want then I'll feel better as opposed to it's like we are who we are right now and actually our whole lives are better and our eating is better when we don't hate the bodies that we're in and feel totally uncomfortable all the time and like Yeah, peace. Isn't that nice?
2: Yeah, I find myself not caring that I have to buy bigger pants because I was trying to jam my body into ones that didn't fit me. And I'm like, I'm okay with that right now because I'm okay with me. And this is what I weigh today. So, you know, I love me no matter what I weigh. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just, it's like our lives, like if we're going to be recovering, if we're going to be free, like this is our lives right now. It's like, you don't have to hate your life until you're fully recovered. You don't have to hate your life until you're a certain weight. Like you can just have peace. You can love your life right now. And then just watch all the good things that come, right? That's right. It will happen. I know it
2: will happen. I mean, I mean, as you've said over and over, If you're not binging, you're eating less calories. So it will happen naturally. There we go. And you can just like have that peace and enjoy
1: the freedom. What else means freedom for you right now? Like, do you, like, how do you feel? Like, how free do you feel? How do you know that you're free?
2: Well, I'm free because this is no longer a secret, my dirty little secret. And I share it with people. And, you know, I was afraid that. I might get some negative reactions from that, but everybody's been very supportive and um, loving about it. And um, so, you know, I feel free that I don't have to keep this dirty little secret anymore. And um, I definitely have a desire to be more social and uh, I want to go out and find some volunteer groups to join and just find ways to meet more people. Beautiful. I love
1: that. And it's so fun to see. In fact, tell us a little bit about this. Like, it's so fun to see as we get free from our eating disorders, how our life opens up. So tell us sort of the milestones along the way. Like, how did your life outside of eating start changing as you started
2: getting free from food? (laughs) Maybe this is common to other people, maybe not. But I've always said that the condition of my home is a direct relation to how my mind is. And um, not that I'm a neat freak or a very dirty person, but my home was not in the state that I wanted it to be. And now I find myself cleaning more (laughs) because I have the mental space to want to do it. (laughs) And that's one thing. I have a much cleaner house. And, you know, just wanting to walk the dog on a longer walk or um, visit with my neighbors in the evening or just, you know, so many ways. I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat when I get home. In fact, many nights I don't even eat dinner because I'm not hungry. (laughs) So my life does not revolve around food.
1: Beautiful. So you just come home, like food is not a big deal. Like, it's not the center of your universe. Never. How different is that coming home than it used to be? What was the process before coming home?
2: Well, I won't say that I had the urge to binge, like, every day before because I didn't. Uh, weekends were my hardest time for me before. But um, I definitely um, always wanted to know what I was going to eat. And I always had, a like, a meal plan. <laughs> and... Um, and I still do to a degree because I like to shop that way, but if I don't feel like eating it that night, I don't. <laughs> and, um, that's very freeing. Beautiful.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it sounds like some fun milestones along the way is, you know, you're, you're cleaning your house. You're, just like, <laughs> yeah, just like not worrying about food and you come home. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not a big deal.
2: Mm-hmm. How
1: soon did you start seeing a change in the way that you felt in your behavior around food? Um, after you started
2: the program? I don't know how common this is, but, um, you know, I've been giving this some thought, and I think literally day one, because I made up my mind when I signed up for the program that it was going to work for me. That's it. Period. End of story. (laughs) It was going to work for me. Yeah. And um, I noticed right away, like, I would... Test myself. I would go to the grocery store or Target and walk up and down the aisles um, that used to be my trigger foods, and I would be like, Yep, yeah, no chatter here. <laughs> and I, it, it was just so weird that it happened like, just a month, it's like I flipped a switch. Yeah, beautiful. So
1: along the way, it sounds like there was sort of that, like, okay, like you made up your mind, right? Why was making up your mind? within the, the context of the program different than just like, like, do you feel like you could have just not done the program and just like made up your mind?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. You have to do the work. <laughs> um, and one, by saying that I made up my mind, one of the things that I decided day one was that I was going to do whatever you asked of me. Period.
1: And I did. And that coachability, Kelly, like that is so awesome. So you just like, you have been so coachable, right? You just like, you have just been in it. You have done the work and on the other side, like you see, you see this freedom and it is a a gorgeous, gorgeous thing. You ever have a time along the way where you felt like skeptical about something or you struggled or sort of had some, some doubts along the way, anything like that that's coming to mind?
2: Um, No, the only thing I can think of is when you asked us to do some body image work. And I don't know if I'm just in complete denial or (laughs) I really don't have any body image (laughs) issues. But I think it's probably deep denial. But um, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of that I really don't seem to struggle with a lot. Yeah.
1: And that's the neat thing is like, it's not like there's this direct formula, right? It's like, okay, Kelly, you're a person. Like, what do we just need to adjust for you in your specific life so that you can just be free from your binge eating? And then we just do that. You don't have to do it perfectly. You just practice and then you're done. But knowing how to do that, knowing specifically how to adjust for you, like, you're a beautiful example of like,
2: okay, <laughs> now we're free yeah and uh, yeah you and you make it very clear um, that it 's just practice, and there 's no right way to do it there 's no wrong way to do it you 're just practicing, and that frees you up to not have that um fear and shame of doing it wrong or or not well enough or whatever you know
1: yeah. And with good guidance though, right? right. It's like you, you can practice something that's not going to work for the rest of your life and it's not going to work. Right. But knowing what works and practicing that and putting in the work and knowing how to adjust, like yeah. it's
2: a beautiful thing. Oh, and your coaching is amazing. Um, I can't tell you how much I look forward to your daily Marco Polos and you're, you're just so good at it. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Thank you. That's very sweet. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I want everyone to understand that, like, I know it feels heavy. I know that it's wrecking your life, but it can be, like, fun to get recovered. Like, it can be fun to get done. Like, the process doesn't have to be heavy, and it doesn't have to be scary, and it doesn't have to be traumatic. Like, it can literally just be like, all right, let's play a game and get free from food. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah anything else on this side that you want to celebrate? Like what are sort of your celebrations along the way or some other neat things that come to your mind,
2: Kelly? Wow. I'm having a hard time thinking of something that I haven't already mentioned, but uh, I'm just excited about life again and getting back in the game, you know? Yeah. And being more confident in everything.
1: Yeah. And how has this, like, I mean, like you said, you know, more confidence in everything. Like, I know that it's impacted your your house, you know, and it's impacted probably your work, you know, like having your brain back. Like, um, how how else is life different for you now?
2: Hmm. I'm sure I'll be more open to new experiences, and um, my main thing is being more social.
1: Yeah. And it's so fun to see like, you know, when we get this food stuff out of the way, just what happens? Like every person who comes into the program has things that are their desires, are their dreams, are what they would like to do. And they've just been lost along the way because this food thing is so consuming. And so when we remove that, it is so fun to see. Like Kelly, like you're ready, you know, you're out there, you're being more social, you're cleaning your house, you're living your life, you're trying new things. Like all of this stuff that you get to do now, the world needs that. Like the world needs you. Like the world needs the awesome person that you are. So the more people that we can just free from this food stuff, like the whole world becomes a better place. It's amazing.
2: yeah, it is fun, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to make it happen.
1: <laughs> yes, and yeah, the best is yet to come, you know, it's like this is really the gift that just keeps on giving, and I'm so excited for you and everything that's happened for you. What sort of advice or like what else would you, would you say to somebody who is maybe on the path that you were before this, you know, they've been struggling with this for a long time, they've been trying things here and there, like what would you just say to those listening?
2: Well, be open to the process. I saw a, an old Amish proverb on TV several weeks ago that I don't remember the, the quote exactly, but it was something like, uh, wishing works when you do. That's great. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, yeah. So you, you can wish for a solution all you want, but until you're willing to get to work and work with a coach, it's probably not going to happen for you. So just say yes to your program because it works. It's that simple.
1: That's beautiful, Kelly. I love it. And I love how enthusiastic you are about other people getting free as well. Like, that is just so fun to just you want others to be free like it's not just like oh, okay I've got I've got my life back it's like oh my gosh like I want other people to be free. like you can do this you can do this like I love that energy
2: yeah nobody thought getting help more than I did <laughs> for whatever reason and it was I can say with 100% certainty the best decision I ever made for myself it's the best thing I've ever done That is, that is a beautiful
1: thing. And I'm so proud of you for taking that step, step for you and for your life. And congratulations.
2: Well, you know, Lydia, you have changed my life. So I say to you with all the gratitude I can drum up. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy that I've gotten to know
1: you, Kelly. Like you are an amazing, incredible mm-hmm. woman and you have an incredible story and it has been so fun to see this transformation. So, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Anything else on your mind to make our conversation complete today?
2: Um, I, th- I think we've pretty much said it all. Um, I, I couldn't be happier with the results and um, yeah, I'm, I'm just thrilled that I said yes, so yes to freedom.
1: Yes to freedom, I love that, that'll be the title,
2: yes to freedom. Works for me. (laughs)
1: Thank you for being on Kelly. This has been so fun. Thank you for sharing your story Like these are the stories that the world needs to hear and thank you for being an example and an ambassador for that Thank you for being an amazing example of that um, That work and the results and being able to just get your life back
2: Thank you again Yes to freedom. Yes. Yes to freedom
1: All right, guys, this is Kelly and Lydia, the lifestyle coach, signing off.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session.